Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life, from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's begin. Hey, everyone. This is Stefan James from Project Life Mastery, and I'm super excited to be joined right now by Steven Summers. He's a very successful Amazon seller and the founder of a course called Marketplace Superheroes. I've had Steven on my channel many times before. He's got a very unique method that has been incredibly successful for people to get started selling on Amazon that's different than a lot of other things that you might have heard. And I also wanted to talk to Steven about what's happening right now on Amazon because as you guys know with COVID-19, e-commerce has changed a little bit. Uh, the opportunity has actually grown and Steven works with a lot of Amazon sellers and can provide a different perspective for you guys uh, with his students and, and, and just kind of share with you what he sees and what he's noticed and how the opportunity has changed. So I think it's always great to get different perspectives and that's why Steven's here. We're also going to talk about his course, Marketplace Superheroes. I've had people ask me about that. I've been through his course, fantastic program and can highly recommend it to you. And we'll talk a little bit more about a training that we'll do as well if you want to join Learn more about Steven's method and, and strategies if you want to get started selling on Amazon. So Steven, thanks for your time, man. I'm so happy to be here, Stefan. Again, you guys have been instrumental in Marketplace Superheroes. So anytime you invite me here, I'm so happy to come and talk, share as much value as I can, and just kick some ass. I appreciate it. So, so let's dive in. I want to you know, just hear from you a little bit about what's been happening right now on Amazon. Um, I've shared on my channel already what I've seen and what I've experienced with my, my business, people that I've worked with. Um, but what have you seen? What have you noticed? You, you also sell not just in the U.S., but in Europe and internationally as well. So what, have, what has been the experience, I guess, been uh, for you since March, April, May, here we are in June going into July? What, uh, what have you noticed during this time? Yeah, um, a lot of things, actually. I mean, the main thing we've noticed, we have 6,000 members now in our program thousands of people selling as well as ourselves we actually have a number of different partners as well so we actually run a number of amazon businesses technically with partners and so what we're seeing across the board the average would be that things are well up on amazon in, in a big way uh, obviously certain products more than others but i would find that in all our businesses we have seen anywhere from a 30 to 50 percent increase with our more established businesses which is crazy when you consider that they're already established um, we've also seen a lot of people who are like have only one or one to three products. A lot of those products really growing a lot more aggressively now in more countries. As you mentioned, yes, we sell and our members sell in North America. 
as well as in Europe as well. They're the two main continents that we, we deal in. So a lot of different countries and we see a lot of different things. But yeah, across the board, we're just seeing a lot of growth. And Amazon themselves, you know, they've, uh, they've grown by 50% in this time, which is just unheard of. I mean, a lot of you guys might have seen that they added 100,000 new warehouse staff alone into the business in this time. And they're looking to add even more people in there. Because yeah, like Amazon as a marketplace is growing rapidly. And um, it's just, it's incredible. We start, we're just seeing so many new niches opening up within Amazon as well, because there's new types of customers coming onto the platform. There's a lot of people who maybe never bought anything on Amazon, weirdly, or maybe only bought something occasionally. They're now starting to buy a lot more often because obviously a lot of stores were closed. As a lot of people watching will know, like you can get the weirdest things on Amazon that you couldn't get in a store. And so, yeah, I think that's a huge, huge thing that we are seeing. Also, the fact that when everybody else closed, Amazon were still there. You could still order from them. And I think in the long term, uh, you know, the long term for everybody watching this video, like the fact that Amazon have, always, have been there during this time for people, people won't forget that. They remember, yeah, Amazon were there. I was able to buy stuff. I was able to get it quickly because I was a prime member. Okay, there were some delays whenever things kicked off, as is understandable. It's a a global pandemic we'd never seen before, but but now Amazon is stabilizing in terms of its delivery a lot more, and um, yeah, the sales are really growing like crazy. It's just it's just a great time to be selling on Amazon, and again, it's going to continue to grow for the next number of years. Uh, the forecasts are looking really interesting, so it's it's great. Yeah, I've I've seen the same thing. Um, most Amazon sellers that I've come across and seen, they've been benefiting immensely just because more people are going from offline retail to online. As you said, many people have never bought on Amazon. Maybe there's certain, there's definitely still segments of, you know, people out there that just prefer traditional retail, but during a time like this, they have no other option. And so um, it's been really fascinating seeing that. And you brought up a good point just in terms of how there are certain niches opening up too, because in some cases, some of those niches, people would buy, more often in retail, traditional retail, that are now being forced to go to Amazon for, so it can open up many different niches. Yeah. Uh, the question I'd have is, what do you kind of see going forward? You, you know, I both agree, I agree with you as well that things will continue to grow, to grow in Amazon yeah. and just online retail in general is going to benefit long-term as consumer behavior and um, how they consume products are going to change. But also, you know, we could be entering into a recession. I think we're already probably in a recession, at least in yeah. United States and even globally. And so with that, you know, people are going to be losing their, have already lost their jobs, but perhaps even more. Um, they might be a little bit tighter with uh, their spending, of course, and what products they might buy and how they shop. And so that's kind of one thing I'm a little bit uncertain about as well. I think there's some, there might be certain products that can do well regardless of that and other niches might not. But what do you, what do you kind of yeah. see just in the, the, the short term, I guess, over the next six yeah. months, next year? Yeah, I mean, it, it, one thing's for sure, we're, we're, we're speculating, right? But we're speculating with, with, with knowledge as well. I mean, you know, my business partner, Robert, for anybody watching, like he's been selling online since about 1996, which is a long, long, long time. I've been selling online now for 10 years. Uh, so you know, he's in the game a long time. And I suppose we've seen a lot of things uh, in this time. We've seen uh, a lot of changes and, and all of that. So Robert's been through the, the, the recessions that have, that have come and has obviously come out on the other side of that. And one thing I'll say is that really the interesting thing is a lot of the, the niches and that we're selling in, they are everyday products. They're not things that are really high-end, high-luxury products, um, super expensive products, typically with our members. Uh, like even simple things, like just to give some examples, like home storage products and stuff like that, storage boxes, containers. There's, there's tons of examples, but just to give everyone a feel for what we're talking about. So those things will continue because here's the thing, like DIY and doing things at home has obviously risen massively. That's not going to stay the same way forever because, you know, people are going to be able to go out a little bit more often and do things. But I think that, I think retail as a whole has just changed forever now because of this change, because this, this amount of people jumping online to buy things. And so I feel that even though we're moving into recession, Still, people have to buy things. People want to buy things. So I'd say like super high luxury products are likely going to be affected, but you know, only to, only to a degree. Uh, consumers will still be consumers. They'll still continue to buy things as they did in the past as well. And I think that the interesting thing is like, uh, certainly in Ireland where I am, 
and in, in Europe as well as many other countries, at UK as well, obviously a huge market. One of the big things that's been interesting is DIY literally has saved uh, retail in many ways. And online, the amount of people buying more DIY type products has, has jumped. Now, I'm not telling people, jump into the DIY niche today. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that everything, every action creates an equal but opposite reaction. It's a, it's a known scientific fact. And so, yes, there's, there's people losing jobs and stuff like that now, which is not good. It's, it's, it's a serious thing. But on the other side of that, we have to be aware that many cases, many of the jobs that have been lost, many of them will come back, not all, but many of them will come back. And again, like what is a recession? It's a slowdown in economic activity. And at the end of the day, when shops can't be open, the economic activity slowdown is like just, it's just going to happen. So I don't think we'll, again, I don't know, but I don't think we'll stay in a recession for as long as in the past, simply because this is not down to a bad economy. It's down to a, a global pandemic, which we've never seen before. So there are a few things I'd say to anybody listening. I think as well, something that you talk about in your channel all the time, Stefan, which I'm a huge fan of and a huge fan of your work. It's like, you've got to also have a positive mentality towards all of this. Like, I mean, if you believe it's doom and gloom, if you believe uh, business is going to be not there for you, well, then you'll, you'll believe that and you'll see that. But I think on the other side, we have an opportunity to change our beliefs, to challenge our beliefs, and to understand that in this time, retail online is booming and is going to continue to boom. So you, as my, one of my mentors always told me, you've got to basically look at where the gold is, is coming from and lie down in front of it. And he always told me, right? And I think it's like that. It's like, you know, some people might think, well, that's opportunistic thinking. You're going to jump from thing to thing. I'm not really saying that. I'm saying like, you know, e-commerce and especially Amazon, it's growing and it's continuing to grow rapidly. That's where the money is now. So it makes sense to, to explore that. And, 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 I, I kind of get the words. I didn't want to say exploit because I don't mean that, but just to take a, take advantage ethically of that uh, while that is there. I don't think it's a gold rush because obviously uh, Amazon has been around for a long time, but I just think there's just such a jump in consumer behavior now. This is a big opportunity as well, as well as being a tough time. Yeah, I totally agree. I think there's always opportunity. Um, often when things are you know not as good, the opportunity can be a lot greater. And I think even right now, there's more people that are realizing how instable perhaps their job could be even, you know, someone that might be watching this right now and considering looking at the marketplace. But beyond that, you know, right now is one of the best opportunities, I think, to get started selling online, just because the benefit of being able to work from home, the benefit of having your own income that doesn't have to depend on, you know, your job or even the government um, supporting you, I think is even more important than ever. Yeah. Um, and I like what you said about mindset. We're definitely on board with the same aspect there. And yet, you know, I've always been amazed as I've been selling on Amazon for such a long time now. I started with books on Amazon, got into physical products, been doing it for, I don't know, 10 years now or so. But yet, year after year, what I've always noticed is always some people that have a mindset that it's saturated or it's too competitive or that yeah. you can't make money on Amazon. And it's kind of been a, a ridiculous mindset in some ways because I've only seen Amazon continue to grow, the opportunity to get better and better. Yeah. Yes, there is more competition on Amazon, but if you look at it that way, then you're not going to start. You're not going to take action because your mindset is just looking at you know, why you can't succeed or why it's yeah. too hard to get into it. And then other people can look at the opportunity. They're going to look at how great it is. And as a result, with that mindset, they're going to take action. They're going to do it and they'll benefit from it. And so mm -hmm. I, you know, I'd love to hear just your perspective on just the mindset around competition, saturation. It tends to stop people. Um, and I, I think it's a fear that people have. And it's almost like they maybe tried to sell or they heard some other YouTuber that tried to sell on Amazon. They made an attempt, but they didn't succeed. It was harder than they thought. And they're looking for some sort of reason to blame and say, oh, it's because Amazon's too competitive because it's too saturated. And my, my belief is taking responsibility and saying, hey, no, yes, it might be competitive. It might be a difficult product, but at the end of the day, you make things work. You know, you're responsible and you have to look at yourself and say, did I give this all that I could? Or did I, and there might be legitimacy in terms of the competition in the market. But at the end of the day, I think we need to take on a mindset that, you know what, I can succeed. And, and if I don't succeed with this product, it's not Amazon's fault. And it's not Steven's fault. It's not Stefan's fault. It's not, 
Like it, it, it's, it's at the end of the day, you got to point your finger at yourself first and look at what you're doing and not doing. Um, and, and I can go on a rant about that. Okay. I just see, I see yeah. the, the mind, I, I can see this stuff in people and I just wish I'm trying to help people with their belief system because I think there's a more empowering way to look at things that can actually produce results and success for yes. them in their business. Man, I, I am on board with you on this one. I talk about this a lot and let's, let's talk, let's talk about a few things here. The first thing is to talk about the concept of saturation. Like what does that actually mean? So when someone says Amazon is saturated, what that, what they're actually saying is that every product that could ever be sold on Amazon is in such supply and there's not enough demand anymore to meet the supply that's already on there. Therefore it's saturated. There's no more opportunity. But the trouble is, right, and we are, and, and again, another theme of your channel is mastery, right? Project Life Mastery. And the trouble is that people come into any business and they, they look for the shortcut all the time. I mean, and there are shortcuts, don't get me wrong, but they look for, well, just tell me what to sell then. And so they'll go to YouTube and look at, people will have a, a, a list of products and, and many of those products could be great opportunities but the trouble is that if everybody just, oh, I'll just do that then, because I just saw that. That's, that's what I think is one of the things that happens. And then a lot of people are selling the same product, like our silicone barbecue gloves were some of the examples. And they were great products for a while, right? But it became uh, too, much, too much supply now of certain products and certain products. There are millions, I think it's 53 million different products on sale on Amazon, right? Which is crazy number of products. Uh, and so you got to understand that like there's so much, so many different types of products you can be selling. I think the trouble is people just like, okay, tell me what to sell. Whereas they don't want to learn what to sell. They don't want to learn like the process of product research. And that does take a bit more time. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It does take time to learn. But here's the thing, Stefan, I learned this from a book. I'd say you're a fan of this book called The Go-Giver. You found, did you ever read this book? I have, yeah. Yeah, brilliant book, right? And one of the things in The Go-Giver that he said, which I loved, is he talks about this idea of people treat the world a little bit like this. They go to a bank and they basically say, um, give me the interest and then I'll give you the money, right? They say to the fire, give me the heat and then I'll give you the logs and whatever else. I can't, I'm not good with fires. But the things you need to set up fire, right? So in other words... I think we're, we're in, a, in a world where some people, I'm sure not a lot of people on this channel, but some people, they will say, well, give me the result and then I'll give you something. And the truth is, when you're being successful on Amazon, we have 6,000 students, uh, tons of case studies, you can see them on our channel and, and see what we're talking about. But all those people had to go through, number one, the process of learning how to find products that are low in competition and they, they make a small number of sales a day, but in multiple countries. That takes time to learn. On from that then, what you will see when you master this process of product research is that there's actually tons of opportunities. It's just some people are looking in this little tiny area and they think they're the only products that you can possibly sell. I was no different when I began. I was going and looking at eBay listings that had expired. I was taking all that kind of advice. And, for, and then you can find good products there. It's the trouble is that many times people don't have a full system for finding products and for validating products, for seeing what makes sense. And that does take a bit of time to learn. Not that long. You can master the process in a couple of weeks and it does take a few weeks. And then you have a system where you can bring it through. And what you'll see then is, and our members all say it, there's actually too many products for the, for the money I have. I can't buy, I'd love to buy everything, but I can't. And I'll tell you another thing, Stefan, and something I'm, I'm happy to share People will see it on a, when they see people talk about their time with us. A lot of times people get their first product wrong. And the reason they get it wrong is because of fear. They, they go down the line, they see the opportunity, that's the right one, but they actually buy into something that's a lot more competitive because they feel that, well, if I'm buying a competitive product, I'm going to be successful then because there's demand with this item. But this one, this other one was the better opportunity and they just didn't have the confidence and belief to be able to invest in the product that doesn't have as many uh, listings on Amazon, doesn't look as good. And so there, there are a few things I would say to you on that. I think as well, just like the culture that we do live in of, I want instant results, I want money right now. I think that everybody like who goes down that line, 
you'll see where that you'll end up jumping around from thing to thing. Uh, I think if you again, if we take you as an example, again, a really great example, you've been building your YouTube channel steadily now for how many years, Stefan? For like eight, eight years or so, eight or nine years? For eight years now. Eight years, right? You've been making videos. You've been showing up every single week. You've been working hard. Uh, I'm making videos. My channel is much smaller than yours, but I know like there's, it's a lot of commitment. It takes a lot of effort to do that. You've been doing it a lot longer than I have. You deserve a bigger channel than me. Simple as that, right? I think, again, we look at it. I love, I love this quote, and it's like, to, to get what you want, you've got to deserve what you want. And I love that's from Charlie Munger, one of the richest people in the world. And what that means is, well, hey, do I deserve to, to, to have a successful Amazon business, to, to find products that are low in competition? Do I really deserve that right now? Well, you can just answer the question. Do I have a process for research? Do I understand the Amazon platform really, really well? Do I, do I understand how to calculate profitability or anything? It's like, if the answer is no to all those things, that's okay. But also you've got to understand, all right, I've got to learn something. And I think that's a point I want to make today. You can't expect to just have everything handed to you. It's just, it doesn't work like that. Are there huge opportunities on Amazon right now? 100%. I see it every day. One of our members, Peter and Rich, they're from Boston. Literally the other day they posted and they came to us through you, by the way. Um, they're from Boston. They're, they did 5,000, they're doing $5,000 a day in their revenue on Amazon every single day now. And they only started like 18 months ago. And, and that's awesome. But again, they deserve that because they learned the process. They, they, they stopped listening to anybody else. They just did it and they continue to do it. And that's why they're really successful. So yes, there's lots of opportunity. I love that mindset. That, that's awesome. And, and definitely, I think your perception makes a big difference because I think a lot of people, they're only looking, you know, they look for 10 products and they make a judgment or they, they create the belief based on those 10 products. Oh, there's no opportunity. But one thing I love about even your method that you guys teach, you guys have a great criteria on, on helping people find their products, but the people don't realize also that they can, you know, look at amazon.com in the U S a certain product, but perhaps it might be competitive there, but you could take that same product, go to amazon.co.uk, Amazon in Germany or, or, or any other Amazon marketplace. And you might find a product that's doing really well in the United States that no one's really tapping into that well you know, in Europe or another Amazon platform. And as Amazon's growing internationally and globally, that provides more opportunity because maybe these Amazon sellers in the US, they just decided, you know what, I'm not going to focus on the European marketplace. They want to put more of their focus there. But, and that's, I think a lot of people, they don't, and, and going back to what you said, they don't learn these things yes. and, and master it and go deep enough to really know how to assess different opportunities and how to do proper and effective research. And once you do, you start to see the opportunities all around you. 100%. So I think that was a great point. Yeah. And again, I, I'll just say on that point, we've got another guy, Gary Gillespie. Uh, he's got a really cool business in the US. Uh, he's, his business, in, he is now doing more sales in Europe than in the US. He was a big seller in the US. And that's simply down to the fact that he's, put, he's got stationary type products. He's put them over into Europe and more than doubled his business now uh, just from that fact alone. Like that's just another example I can give. I can give lots more, but they're two really good examples that exemplify what you're saying. Uh, in, and, and again, yeah, like the, the global thing can be scary to people. Like I've, I, I've not even started yet and you're telling me I can sell it globally. I haven't even sold in .com yet. Like, and, and, and the thing about that is though, it's incredibly simple to sell in multiple countries but you, got, you just got to learn the process. You got to learn what's involved. And the thing about it is that the, when you can take a product and you're right, like I've seen people, by the way, a product didn't do that well for them in .com. They brought to .ca, Canada, and it, blew, it did really well for them. Brought into Europe as well, it did really well for them. It happens all the time. And so I think when you can have all these markets working for you at the same time, that's where you actually get the cliche, but the real thing, we experience it every day. You actually can make money while you sleep for real. Like I thought that was a whole lot of BS years ago. I was like, ah, it's just something these marketer guys tell you, whatever, right? But, it, but it's true. Like I make money while I sleep all the time. And it's just down to the fact that you put products, you put things in place, you, you purchase assets, products, and you put them into different markets. And now you have a global business that doesn't involve you every single day. And that's what a lot of people are looking for 
but it does take investment. It does take time. But again, do you, when you deserve what you want, you get what you want. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you where, uh, this is a question I get often is where should someone start? Which Amazon platform uh, should they sell in the U S UK, Germany, if they live in Canada, should it be Canada. If they live in Australia, should it be Australia. What uh, do you typically tell people where to start? Because um, I think for everyone, it might be a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, it's a very common question we get as well. And I suppose the perfect answer is sell in .com and sell in Europe. Uh, that would be the perfect answer. I'd say like, if you can do that, that's where you should go. Because when you sell on Amazon.com, for everybody who's not too sure how this works, you will get your stock from, let's just say the Far East or the US, you might get it domestically. You'll send some of that stock to Amazon's warehouse, maybe multiple warehouses in the US, depends on the, on the product. Uh, and it's held in the Amazon warehouse and you sell it on .com, cool. Europe then, you'd send a quantity of your order from the Far East over to Europe. And here's the thing, currently, and it doesn't look like it's going to change, you can send your products to one country in Europe hold it in stock, just like the US, sits in one Amazon warehouse, let's say in the UK, all you gotta do is translate your listings and now you can sell those products all across Europe and they'll all ship from the UK. Now you will pay a slightly higher fee uh, if you're sending it say to Germany via the UK, but you know, it's, it's awesome, it's a great way to start. And then in time, you can send stock directly to Germany. Now I know everyone's gonna jump down my neck about Brexit and everything, but as I say, right now, that process is absolutely fine. After January, we'll, we'll see. But for anybody who's not sure, look, at the end of the day, it can be as simple as moving some stock to a different country and holding it there. It's not a big deal. I think, again, Stefan, it's another thing. People want to put barriers in their way. They, oh, it's Brexit, it's going to stop me. No, like it's not. It's just a little alteration. You move on, you figure it out. When your business is small, it's nimble. It's not a big deal. Going on from that then, uh, just to, to really answer your question, what I typically see is if you're living in the U.S., typically people start in the U.S., just how it is. People like feeling like it's close to home or whatever, even though it'll never touch your home it's, and it doesn't have to. That's what I see people do. If they're living in Europe, they typically put their stock into like the likes of the U.K., sell in all the different countries. But if you're living in Germany, you might send all your stock to Germany and then translate and do the exact same process. I just talked about a second ago. So um, now what if you're not living in Europe? What if you're not living in the US? Then you can look at the market and you can say, well, where do I believe after learning a research process, where do I believe I have more opportunity with the items that I'm looking at? Does Europe look better for me or does the US look better for me? If you wanna look at the numbers, like amazon.com is still the biggest marketplace right now. When you sell in Europe, here is a really cool thing about it. Let's say you got your stock sitting in the UK you're, you're translating Germany, uh, Fran German, French, Italian, Spanish. Uh, Holland is just opening up now. Poland is opening up now. The, those two new, very new markets though. So let's just talk about uh, Germany, France, Italy, Spain, UK. We're five really good countries. Well, minimal investment in translation. We can help you with that. And now all of a sudden, if somebody is living in say Austria, they go to amazon.de, the German uh, platform, in order to buy things. So you're not just selling to German customers, you're selling to Austrian customers who also speak German. Uh, Switzerland, they might buy from Amazon.fr, France, and it goes on and on. In Ireland, we buy from .co.uk. So you actually get a lot, a lot of growth, all these different countries and people you can sell to, uh, which is really, really great. And Europe is growing very, very aggressively on Amazon. So again, I don't know if one is better than the other or anything like that. I like having them all working for me, but I would say the best thing is it's the product that's going to tell you where's the best opportunity. But what I do find just to give a final, final point on this is when people live in say us or Canada, they typically start in their domestic um, country just because I think they feel a bit more comfortable or something like that. Got it. And also to clarify for people, you don't have to live in the country to sell in the country. Yeah. So Amazon, I think they allow uh, over a hundred countries that you can sell from, but you don't have to, live in Germany to sell in Germany. You don't have to live in the United States to sell in the, in the United States. As long as you're, uh, you're, you're, you can set up your seller central account and your country's approved, then you can sell on that platform. Yeah, the next question I had for you is, um, what would be the, the recommended starting cost in terms of investment? This is another common question I get from people um, yeah. in terms of, and based on what you recommend with inventory, freight forwarding, 
the expenses involved to launch and get st uh, selling on Amazon. Yeah, I did. Uh, I just did a video on this recently, and and Tatiana, by the way, has done some great stuff. Has a view on this. Uh, really, really great videos. Well, I often say, you know, your first products, and I say products because I always like more than one. Uh, one to three thousand dollars in inventory cost. That's that's about where you should be. And we're gonna. I'll, I'll get into something. I'll get into a mindset thing on this in just a second. Setting up your like your company, things like that, like five hundred bucks. Um, so I think I think in my video, the total cost I got to was a little bit under five thousand for everything. But the thing that people got to understand: number one, don't freak out about that number, right? Because a lot of those costs don't all happen at one time. Number one, they they happen in, in the stage process. But let's talk about this, Stefan. Your channel is phenomenal for mindset. And it's important to talk about this because we've got to go in with the right mindset. And so what I would tell anybody, we've got this thing we call the coffee shop reality. So I know you, you, you're moving around all the time. Let's just talk about, like, let's just take Vancouver as an example of a city in the world. Um, it's a city you obviously know very well. And like, if I said to you, Stefan, like, what if I was to start a coffee shop in Vancouver? Roughly speaking, how much would you think it might cost to start a coffee shop there? Probably, you know, downtown, maybe about a hundred thousand dollars easy easy yeah. that probably even more than that right yeah that's what we're talking about this Saturday quote-unquote real business here's the thing this is a real business 100% real business and if you don't believe me the government they know it's a real business so they, we know it's a real business these are real things that are happening it's just that it's a new it's a newer thing oh I'm online now and I'm selling products on Amazon and people have this thing of like that's not a real thing. It's absolutely a real thing. It's as real as the coffee shop and actually it's a lot better for, for all the reasons we've talked about. So I think the point is like, I'm not saying you should put a hundred thousand dollars into Amazon uh, products and like, you know, sell your house. And I'm not saying any of that. What I am saying is though, if you found yourself kind of like getting uncomfortable with the idea of investing money into your business, um, I'm not going to say you're wrong or anything like that. I'm just going to say that, you're just like I was. I was the very same when I started. I got, I got kind of disheartened when I got into this world in a way because I, I learned it took money and I wanted to make 10 grand a month like a lot of people do and make a lot more than that now. Uh, it took time. But like I got disheartened that they, oh, I have to put money into this. Oh, oh, no. And that is down to, I think, the message that some people put out there. Like you can have all this money, but you don't need to put anything down. I always tell people like if you're a skier, and you're in the Olympics, and I have no idea what I have no idea about skiing. But all I do know is, if you're downhill skiing and you're going to do a ski jump at the end, what is the first thing that has to happen? You've got to go downhill first. In other words, there's a downward movement before you get to the inevitable upward movement. So I think it's the same thing here. It's like you have to expect a downward mo movement of resources in order to create the upward swing. And why does the upward swing happen then? Well, because you've taken money, you've invested in assets that appreciate, that make money. Every time you sell an item on Amazon, your initial investment has doubled. So you put in $5, you get $10 back after, you've, after all expenses, right? You're doubling your money. Uh, that's huge. Like that, that's, that's where you need to be in order to become financially successful. Uh, and again, that actual 100% return on investment can actually turn into 300% return on investment on a product. Uh, you might be asking me why everybody, it's because you sell out faster as your product becomes more embedded in Amazon and therefore you get your money back quicker and put it back in quicker and just turns faster and faster. This is how big retail outlets in the world become successful there. Their turn time, i.e. the amount of time it takes to sell out comes down and they get their money back faster. So anyway, uh, coming back right around to this whole thing, that's that kind of sub $5,000 is a really good startup to get into the game, get your business established, get some products going. I've seen people as uh, Stefan get some confidence in their first few products. They, they get confidence in the process. And then what happens then is that they actually go, how can I put more money into this thing? This is a real thing. And so then I, I see people do a few things. Number one, you take your products that are working well for you that you've invested in and you get those funded. You can go to a bank, you can go to uh, any institution like that. Again, I can't give financial advice now. I'm just saying this is what we've done, we've seen people do. Because you can have somebody else fund that. And you might be thinking, well, why would someone fund my products? Because you've proven you double your original investment, 
You can show them the data. You can show them what's going on. You show them the product, you show them everything. And a bank, a lending institution will be like, okay, well, I see the numbers. We'll lend you money because we're going to make money on that. And so what I, what I see happen then is people, they free up that capital. The bank's now paying for it. Remember, you're making 100% on your initial money. So if a bank's charging you, which would be crazy, 10%, you're still making 90%, but you're not putting the money down anymore. And so I suppose like coming right back around, you're putting in that initial money to, to get proof of concept. And then you can actually have other people uh, pay for that. You can bring in partners. And what also I see people do is they learn other skills that are more, that pay them more money. And you've done some great videos on this, by the way, higher income skills. And then they take the income from that and they invest further into their business. So that's a few, a few thoughts on that. Love that. And even just the, the opportunity that you're building an asset that you could sell, you know, it could be a business that you eventually sell one day. And I know a lot of Amazon sellers and e-commerce entrepreneurs, they build it up to a certain point, they sell it and they start over again with a new product or build it up again and then sell it. And so it's not just, you know, you're looking at it from the passive income model. And I love that too, because you want to make an income from what you're doing, but it's also appreciating in value over time. And I love that, um, analogy that you gave, but a lot of people, they don't want to go down the slope, right? They don't want to um, invest anything to be able to create something that um, has that potential for them. And um, I, I just have a few more questions before you, before we wrap up. Um, I, I want to just hear from you in terms of what you think stops people to get started and to be willing to go down that slope. You know, the opportunity is great. It's the best I've seen it be in a long time with everything that's been happening. And yet, a lot of people that don't take action, I think the big thing is fear. I see that come up a lot, even with people that um, do try to pursue this business, they look for products, but they're just so afraid to pull the trigger. They're so afraid, yes. you know, they're kind of at the end of the diving board, but they don't want to uh, jump in. And the more they think, yeah. when they're at the top of the diving board, they think, they think, they think, and they get scared and they just go back all the way down and they don't get in the game. They don't get in the pool. Yeah. Um, so any advice that you have for someone that might have fear that's paralyzing them from taking action? Well, how long have you got? <laughs> I could be here all day. Uh, you know, we, <laughs> we literally do this. We do this weekly. Uh, we do a Wednesday stream for our members called Win Your Wednesday. And this is what every week is what we're talking about this, Stefan. It's the number one issue of pulling the trigger, right? So let's, let's break down a few of these uh, key, key components mentally. I was the exact same as everybody, by the way. I have gone through all of this mindset shift in the last you know, 10 years. So I totally understand where people are coming from. The first thing is this, everybody, right? Got to understand something. From the time that we're kids, we have all been taught to consume, not produce. Consume, not produce, right? And that's a big trouble that we've had. And, and, and so, so that's number one. We are all consuming and that's what our, our modality is. Moving on from that then, like I can tell everybody, when I wanted to get into business, my parents, they loved me, they wanted to protect me, they didn't understand business. They literally drove me to different people's houses who were good jobs and were like, tell Stephen why he should go to college and learn all this stuff and do a job like this, right, kind of thing. And I know, I know why they were doing that, I totally understand it now, and I'm a parent now, so I understand it even more. But at the end of the day, a lot of you watching today, myself included, where are we getting this thing of like, it's risky or don't do this, don't do that. Where are we hearing this from? Usually it's from people around us. But what you got to do is you got to ask yourself, has anyone who's given me this advice ever been successful in business before? And typically the answer is no. So all that's happening is we're being projected this message that it's hard to be successful in business. Oh, I heard, I heard about someone getting involved in Amazon. They lost everything or something like that, which you know, never happens if you're doing it the right way and doing test orders and everything. That would be mental. Like it just is not possible to lose everything or anything like that. So like what's happening is we have a skewed message of success. On from that then, another message that the media portrays is like it's the Shark Tank school of business. In other words, you get an idea, you get money for the idea, you make tons of money, become a millionaire. Like that's the, that's the message that's being given to all of us. So then I was, here's what I used to do, Stefan. This is a true story. I literally used to go on to Google, think of random ideas and be like, if I could find anyone else on Google who did that, I'd be like, okay, I, I can't do this idea then. Someone's already doing it. 
which is crazy now. It's like laughable now. How I, I always say I was like the Homer Simpson of business whenever I started. I just didn't get any of this. Luckily, I had Robert to teach me a lot of this stuff early on. And it's like, it's, it's just understanding you can sell like the, the underneath a washing machine covers to stop the washing machine from scratching the floor. You can sell those. And, and I'm not going to say you're going to become a millionaire doing that, but you can, you can make money doing that, right? In other words, you can make money doing very simple things. You can make a really good income doing very simple things. It's just that we're not, we're not given that message from anybody out there. And so I, I think there are a lot of the reasons. I think as well, you, you said it perfectly, uh, pulling the trigger. I, I do talk about pulling the trigger as well. I think that even in that kind of phrase, pulling the trigger, you know, that's, I think, a perception people have of like, I'm pulling the trigger on something and said they're going to be successful or not going to be successful. And therefore, I'm a failure if it doesn't work out. And it's like, whoa, 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 everybody. The concept of failure is like totally skewed, I think, right now. Uh, like, it's a great book called Relentless by Michael, um, Tim Grover, sorry, Tim Grover. And he talks about it in the book, this idea that people who are relentless, they never see failure. They don't ever see it. They don't ever accept it because what they realize is if something doesn't work out, I adjust my strategy and I, I approach it in a different way and I find the route. I was at a Tony Robbins event. I know you're a huge Tony Robbins fan as well. You got to meet him, uh, which was really cool. Um, and one of the things with Tony Robbins that he said, I won't swear, don't worry. I know it's a family friendly channel, but he's like, if someone said in, this, in, the, in the audience, I've done everything, I've tried everything, and I'm not successful. And he was like, in usual Tony Robbins, you tried everything? And they're like, yeah, I've tried everything. And he's like, no, you've not tried everything. That's impossible. And also he said, you know, you're trying to find a way. You've got to make a way. And I was like, wow, like that's, it's like you make a way. Anyway, that's just some thoughts on that. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I, I think that's why it's so important to work on yourself simultaneously as you're building your business. And, yes. you know, there's no wonder you've got a great mindset and we both do, I think, because of books that we read, you know, you referenced some great ones. Relentless is a fantastic book. Yeah, Tim Grover was the basketball trainer for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. And, yeah. and I think that's a key component too, you know, always being learning, you know, yes, you're going to build your business, but simultaneously work on your mindset and find other people that are successful and learn from them and feed your mind constantly and, and, and identify what your limiting beliefs are and your fears are, and you can overcome it. There's countless people that have yep. already done so um, with, any, with anything, with anything that you're pursuing, because there will be things that do come up. And even as you become successful, there's still always little fears and doubts and limiting beliefs and things that creep up that we have to constantly work on and to be able to overcome. Um, yep. I want to transition a little bit because we, we, we could talk forever. We're going to have to do another video like this soon. But um, I want to talk a little bit about your program, your course, Marketplace Superheroes. Uh, we're going to do actually an upcoming free training because it's such a big topic that we don't have time to really dive into it here. Yeah. So Stephen and myself are going to do a webinar. Uh, it's a free webinar. He's going to walk you through a presentation about 90 minutes or so, share with you his method. It's a very unique method for selling on Amazon that not a lot of people do. It's a, and I, in my opinion, it's a different angle to go at it with that mm -hmm. has a great advantage. And, and I think if you can have an advantage over other, other Amazon sellers, then you can do really well with it. So yeah. um, I know we're going to go deeper into it and I want to just kind of extend an invitation for anybody here. Uh, I'll put a link in the description, but if you go to www.projectlifemastery.com slash MPS, MPS as in marketplace superheroes, then you can join us for this free training. Uh, Steven's going to break everything down in, in uh, PowerPoint slides and show you how this works and, and show you the opportunity in his method and talk to you more about his course, which is a great course if you're looking to get started. But um, do you mind just sharing a little bit um, about what's unique about with what you teach in your course and program? Because I know there's a lot of different methods and yeah. systems that are out there and they can all be great, but sure, talk a little bit about yours and uh, what they're going to learn on this upcoming webinar. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like there are a lot of different methods and I would never say one method is like better than another. I think there's just different approaches. So our approach, we call it the marketplace approach. And the marketplace approach basically means we can go to Amazon, look at it almost like a stock market, meaning there's lots of different products, stocks that are out there. And we're looking for what products are low in competition and there's opportunity to improve the offer 
and we can sell it in multiple countries. At a very basic level, that's what we're looking for. Now, obviously, there's a process for that. I'll talk about that in the upcoming training, how we identify those products, what we're looking for, what we're not looking for. But at a very base level, that's, that's what we're doing. Uh, what makes us different, definitely in the types of products that we are looking at, we go the other way. We don't really want to get involved in really competitive items. Reason for that is because you got to put a lot of money into those. You got to be very, a really good marketer. You've got to build a brand and build a real distribution channel and, and build other things other than Amazon and build a lot of different assets in order to be able to drive sales because it's so competitive. And that's not to say that's wrong. That's like, there's people making massive amounts of money doing that. And just for a lot of our audience, we find that, yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's a tricky thing to do. I'd rather have in our audience a hundred or 50 different products I'm making five, 10 sales a day of each of them uh, in, in different countries. And, and you know, I, I mean, it's, it's a much simpler business. And also the thing I like about it is the fact that, yeah, like if, if one of your products stops selling as well as it did, it's, it doesn't hurt as much as, well, if I only have maybe three products in my business and I'm putting so much into that, it, yeah, it can be very hurtful if like one of them stops working as well as it did and stuff like that. Now there's, there's pros and cons to each model, like 100%. One is not better than the other. It's just a down to what are you looking for? So our members, what they're looking for is a simple business model. They can work, they can put some money into, uh, they can learn how it works, get it going, run some simple Amazon uh, PPC, paid uh, traffic on, on the Amazon platform to push some more sales, get into multiple countries, and then just keep on finding new products and keep rinsing and repeating. That's what's different. I think another thing, Stefan, just to mention, we'll be doing something special for your audience. Uh, which we do not do for others. Uh, we have a freight company called Superhero Freight. And thanks to people like you who helped us uh, bring a lot of people into our program, we are able to take the money that we've made from our courses and put it into building a real freight business. So we have a freight company now that has a 30,000 square foot warehouse in Houston, Texas. We've got a warehouse in Northern Ireland for, for the European market. We actually have a warehouse in Australia now as well in Brisbane. And so we've got hundreds of members that are, uh, well, thousands, over a thousand members now in that. And so why am I telling you guys this? Because we've really simplified the process of importing your products. We've been able to reduce the cost to you as well. And so again, just for you guys on the webinar, you hear about it, we'll be giving you some access to our freight network that we don't give to anybody else included. And, and that's huge because uh, one of the trouble, trouble points that a lot of other courses don't deal with is, is importing. They'll refer you to somebody, which is cool and, and very useful, but we wanted to actually have it that we literally run the service. We can put our hand on your, your product. We can tell you everything about it. Also, when you use uh, our warehouse, you'll, you'll actually pay less in storage than you would to Amazon. Not to say you will not be using FBA, you will. What I mean is you can send a smaller amount of stock into Amazon. You hold a bigger amount of stock with ourselves, you'll save money. I'll talk more about that in the training. And again, that is legitimately only for your audience that you'll be getting some extras on that. So um, uh, so, so that's what makes us, and again, just on that point, that makes us different because we are looking for a long-term partnership with our members as well, whereby you know, you'll take a course, you'll become successful. We'd love you to keep using our freight service. We'll make no, no bones about that. That would be a great thing for us, you know, and that, and then, so that's why I think more reasons why we're different, I would say. Love it. I love it. So if you guys want to learn more about Marketplace Superheroes, uh, join us on the free upcoming webinar training. Uh, again, go to www.projectlikemaster.com slash MPS. Um, you want to make sure that you schedule at least 90 minutes of your time. Make sure you show up. A lot of people, they register for things, they make a commitment, but they don't show up. And both you and I know, you know, you're not going to get anywhere if you don't show up. 80% of your success is showing up. So I'll be there with Steven. I'm looking forward to it. I've done many trainings with him in the past and you really are very concise and break things down in a way that anybody can understand. And so, um, and one thing I just, I, I love and just want to acknowledge you for is just how much you care about your members or students. You've always taken great care of people that I've sent your way. And the things that you do to over deliver is, is amazing. And that's why I feel confident having you on my channel and sharing you with my members. And so when you guys show up, hopefully you benefited from this today. You're going to love the upcoming training. And uh, Stephen's going to over deliver for you there as well. So make sure you register. Otherwise, Stephen, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate your time. Looking forward to uh, the upcoming training together. Me too, man. And just so you know, and everybody listening, when you do show up live, because you're coming through Stefan, 
I'm going to have lots of extra prizes and stuff like that there only on the live. And as I mentioned, there's legitimately like so many extra things you'll get just for coming. So again, as you say, 80% of success is showing up. It's so true. And we'll both be there. We'll have a lot of fun and we'll hand out some cool stuff as well. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I'd like to thank you as always, Stefan. You've been such a, a huge uh, blessing in our lives here at Marketplace Superheroes. You know, I do, we do events and I say, hey, who, who heard about us through Stefan James? And the amount of hands that go up all the time is unbelievable. So like you've been a huge part of, of our growth and our success. So thank you as always. And, and again, congrats on the success of your channel. It's inspiring to me as a creator who's like this size. Uh, it's great, great to see you do so well. And it's just, it's, it's, a, it's just inspiring to me. So thank you. I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Uh, so thank you guys so much for your time today. If you enjoyed this, please give this a thumbs up here on YouTube. Subscribe for more. The links will be down below. You can learn more about Steven and the upcoming training. Otherwise, we'll hopefully see you there soon. Take care. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.